Welcome to day 219 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we're in our third season together. Uh, this week it's just us guys. So I'm Paul here with Matt and David as we continue through the book of Jeremiah. And, and to make it worse that we don't have, uh, you know, the tender voices of the, the ladies here with us where we're dealing with judgment for the entire week. And as usual, uh, there's sections in the larger prophets where, you know, they've been pronouncing God's judgment on Israel and the hope of restoration. But then the lens moves back and you see God, you know, as a judge, not simply of the nation of Israel, but of all the world and how all the world will be held accountable to him. So a lot of the judgment, you know, that is taking place is taking place against those who have come against Israel, who have been her bitter enemies, who have allied themselves with either Egypt or with, you know, uh, Aram or with, you know, other parts of you know, the world around them to come against Israel and to take advantage of Israel. And uh, we come to chapter 48, so for the next few days, next two days rather, uh, we'll be on the judgment of God against Moab. This is a longer section. This is uh, one of the bitter enemies of Israel. Uh, not only would they uh, not allow Israel to pass through on their way to the promised land, but they hired you know, a prophet or a speaker or a seer, Balaam, you know, to curse them. And every time that uh, Balaam tried to curse them, the Lord turned his words back to blessing on them. And, and of course, we have a tender moment, you know, uh, where we have a, a Moabitess, you know, who comes into the family line of David, you know, by the name of Ruth. And so this will end, uh, spoiler alert, not today, but tomorrow, with, with a word that God will one day restore the fortunes of even the enemies of Israel. And, and Moabites weren't even allowed to come into the temple courts. Were Philistines good, you know, come into the outer court? Uh, but Moabites uh, uh, were prevented from this. Uh, so we, uh, we pick up in chapter 48. Uh, as we do, we always, we always devote our, our, ourselves or always uh, position ourselves to hear from the Lord, to receive his word, to be molded by his word. Uh, sometimes these are words where we uh, feel so far away and so distant from us. We, uh, we're not quite sure what's in it for us, but there is the glory of the cross, the fact that all of our judgment has been placed on Christ. So before we read, Matt, uh, why don't you lift us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, what a privilege it is to come into your presence and to hear from you through your word. And Father, we, we ask as we um, spend this time together that you would be glorified in us, that you would fill us with um, with wisdom and, and on the knowledge the Spirit gives, that as we read, uh, Father, our hearts would be warmed, uh, we would be encouraged and comforted, and at the same time convicted uh, of the sin that, um, that we need to be convicted of. Father, we thank you for the grace we have in Christ Jesus. We thank you for the um, Again, the privilege of getting to read your word together. Uh, would you be with us? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 48, concerning Moab. And this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Woe to Nebo, for to be ruined. Kirath will be disgraced and captured. The stronghold will be disgraced and shattered. Moab will be praised no more. And Heshbon people will plot their downfall. Come, let us put an end to that nation. You, the people of Madam. Uh, will also be silenced. The sword will pursue you. Cries of anguish arrive for Horanaim. Cries of great havoc and destruction. Moab will be broken. Her little ones will cry out. That will go up the hill to Luith, weeping bitterly as they go on the road down to Horanaim. Anguish cries over the destruction are heard. 
flee, run for your lives, become like a bush in the desert. Since you trust in your deeds and riches, you too uh, will be taken captive. And Chemosh will go into exile together with his priests and officials. The destroyer will come against every town, and not a town will escape. The valley will be ruined and the plateau destroyed because the Lord has spoken. Put salt on Moab, for she will be laid waste. Her towns will become desolate, and no one can live in them. A curse on anyone who is lax in doing the Lord's work. A curse on anyone who keeps their sword from bloodshed. Moab has been at rest from youth, like wine left on its dregs, not poured from one jar to another. She has not gone into exile, so she tastes as she did, and her aroma is unchanged. But days are coming, declares the Lord, when I'll send men who pour from pitchers, and they will pour her out. They will empty their, her pitchers and smash her jars. And Moab will be ashamed of Timos, as Israel was ashamed when they trusted in Bethel. How can you say we are warriors, men valiant in battle? Moab will be destroyed and her towns invaded. Her finest young men will go down in the slaughter, declares the king, whose name is the Lord Almighty. The fall of Moab is at hand. Her calamity will come quickly. Mourn for her all who live around her, all who know her fame. Say, how broken is the mighty scepter, how broken the glorious staff. Come down from your glory and sit on the parched ground, you inhabitants of daughter Debon. For the one who destroys Moab will come up against you and ruin your fortified cities. Stand by the road and watch, all you who live in Aor. Ask the men fleeing and the women escaping. Ask them, what has happened? Moab is disgraced, for she is shattered. Well, and shout and cry out. Announce by Arnon that Moab is destroyed. One of the notes, you know, that you find in these, you know, these prophecies, and, you, and you'll hear again and again, um, is the note of lament. And uh, what a strong prophecy, you know, to tell the people even before it has happened to start lamenting for what will come about, you know, for Moab. Uh, but we also, you know, are going to see a couple of times, you know, as we read through this, not only are the people called on to lament, but the Lord himself laments the judgment, you know, that is coming around these nations. And, of course, when we read Ezekiel, uh, you know, we will hear that the Lord does not take pleasure in the destruction of the wicked, but uh, desires that they'd rather repent and, and turn to him. And, and here you see it's not only that he doesn't you know, take pleasure in their destruction, but he, he calls on lament and he himself laments what is taking place. So even these harsh mm -hmm. images, you know, though they reveal the justice of God, there's also notes in here where we see the tenderness of God, which will eventually lead to grace and, and eventually lead us to the cross. One of the things I've kind of enjoyable just going through the prophets and you talked about a little bit in your introduction, Paul, but just how, you know, sometimes these names and these nations seem so foreign and so long ago and distant kind of from us now. And yet, as we're kind of reading about the judgment of of Moab in, in verse seven, it, it's just this human condition you keep seeing again that one of the judgments against them is that they trusted in, in their deeds and in their riches, and, and to see how yeah this might feel disconnected at times, but right here, verse seven, it feels really connected, you know, to me and to now, and, and the fact of my tendency just like them to trust in my deeds and in my riches and. And so it comes back to that kind of that, that condition of the human heart of where are we trusting and where are we looking to for refuge or hope or joy or whatever. And and my tendency is very similar to Moab here to just kind of look at my performance and have some good days and then to kind of look to my riches and material things to provide for me in a way that they can't. And no so doubt. 
It's the human condition all over again. And, and that really takes us, you know, to the heart of idolatry. You know, God could have said, you know, I'm judging you and condemning you for all of the, you know, harsh things that you've done to Israel and for all the harsh things you've done to the nations around you. But he gets, you know, down to the source of their confidence. I'm, uh, this is, you brought this on yourself because your confidence has been mm-hmm. in your riches and in your, your material possessions. And of course, that eventually shapes our character. You know, mm-hmm. that does set us yeah. up above other people and that does lead to, you know, evil acts. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, you get the heart of, you know, idolatry as you, as you see that. When you hear, you know, the, the part that's, you know, kind of, you know, sad to me is verse four. My apple broke, be broken. Her little ones will cry out. Mm-hmm. They'll go up the hill to Uheth. And then they'll come down to Horanaim. And uh, those are, you know, the, those are their high places. And so you've taught them to go up the hill to worship. And that's going to be part of why they're crying out because their worship places have proven empty mm-hmm. and ineffective. So they go up the high hill and mm-hmm. they come back down. Didn't work. And there is yeah. no help. Yeah, and they'll be ashamed of their God, Jamash. Yeah. You know, Who's yeah. trusted in your own idolatry? I mean, that's their chief God, and He says, even in this moment, you'll be ashamed of your own God. You know, you've trusted in other things. Yeah. And, you know, reading mm. reading the prophets in light of the story of Scripture, it's it's so interesting to think if we thought think back to you know God telling Abraham, you know, that one day all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you, and as Israel goes, you know, they were meant to be a blessing to the nations yeah. and. And here we see Israel has been judged and they've been far from a blessing. And in fact, you know, now they find themselves in exile and God begins to judge all the other nations for their sin. And we ask kind of that question of how will the nations of the earth be blessed? Because right now it's, it seems to be judged, you know, yeah, and, right. and not blessed. But and, it's, and, and of course, our sin has brought us under a curse. And what yes. we are seeing here mm-hmm. is is the result of the curse. Yeah. You know, not just our brokenness and our sinfulness and our alienation from God. But we find ourselves, you know, as Paul would say, objects of his wrath or children yeah. who are under his wrath. And, and so you see this picture. And, and of course, you have the picture, you know, not only will you be ashamed of Chemosh, you have Chemosh being captured and taken <laughs> into yeah. exile. And uh, Chemosh, you know, of course, when we talk about the horrors of Moab, Chemosh was one of the gods that Israel, you know, occasionally adopted that required human sacrifice or child sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And of course, that makes that picture of your little ones going up the hill mm-hmm. even even more you know, even more dramatic, you know, as, as you do it. But here is this bloodthirsty God who has required so much of you that is not able to help you in in your moment, you know, of disaster, and, and you will be ashamed. And it's just as though he were put on change and, mm-hmm. and, and, and taken, you know, uh, to Babylon as well. David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Oh, Father, we know as we talk about so often that our hearts go after many things that are unable to satisfy and, and provide what our hearts are longing for most. And yet we know in Christ Jesus, um, we find what we've been looking for all along. So thank you for your son. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for his death in our place, his resurrection, and, and the hope that we are provided now uh, through him. We pray all in his name. Amen. Amen.